In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. On Good Friday, we always have the Passion as recounted in the Gospel according to St. John. All the Gospel writers have particular themes that they want to hold up for us. And the Gospel of John is, has the most beautiful themes. It has the great theme of the Word, the Logos, that was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and not anything was made that was not made through Him. The Logos that is God's eternal Word of love, through which He speaks into existence everything that is, the Logos that is the sustaining root of the whole cosmos, God's Word that constantly speaks cosmos out of chaos. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John has the theme of light and darkness. The light has come into the world, and the darkness does not overcome it. And this is the judgment of the world, that light has come into the world, and men have preferred the darkness. And John has the great theme of life and death, not only life and death biologically, but life and death spiritually. St. John tells us that in his book is not everything that Jesus did, not everything that he said. It would take many books to do so. But these things he has written that you might believe, and believing have life in his name. Life which begins now and which the grave cannot hold, eternal life. And John also has the great theme of glory. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we have beheld His glory. Glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father. Now, glory is one of the most important words in all of Scripture. The Hebrew word for it is kabod. The Greek word is doxa. We get the word doxology out of that. It means literally weight, density, heft. It's associated with a shimmering, even with a blinding light. It becomes associated with kings and with the armies of kings. It becomes associated with victory. Pharaoh, in his wrath, pursues the children of Israel to the edge of the Red Sea. Pharaoh, in all his glory, comes after them. And there, God gets glory over Pharaoh. Now, it says in the Scripture that a human being cannot behold the glory of God and live. Moses wants to see God's glory, but not even Moses can see God's glory and live. The Word is made flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we have beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten Son, in the face of Jesus Christ the Lord. John's whole gospel is organized around the theme of glory. It's a book of signs. He recounts these things that Jesus did that are signs to us of the glory of God made manifest in this world to us, made manifest that we might understand who he is and that we might perceive and comprehend the glory of God. The first of the signs is the changing of the water into wine at the wedding feast in, Galilee, in Cana of Galilee. And, the la and then there's a sixth sign. It's the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Now, in the ancient world, seven is the number. There have been six signs, six glorious deeds that for the eyes of them that have eyes to see manifest the glory of God. The last one's been pretty spectacular. He raised Lazarus from the dead. What will the seventh sign be? Will lightning come down from heaven? Will the promise of the prophets come true? And the heavens open? And God descend in wrath and judgment and get glory over his enemies? Yes. Yes. On a hill outside the city, on a cross, the glory of God is perfectly manifest. There the judgment of God falls upon human wickedness and sin. There God engages in a final battle with his enemies, with sin and evil and death. And there at once the tenderness of God and the mighty power of God, the very substance of God, The shining light of God is perfectly revealed. The glory that is the glory of the cross is the same glory of the resurrection. No one can see the glory of God and live but we have beheld his glory. He has completely and perfectly manifested and revealed his power, his majesty, his might, and his victory over his enemies. And at the same time revealed his glorious forgiveness, tenderness, and mercy 
The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we have beheld His glory, glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. In a few moments, we'll sing a very ancient Christian hymn. It's a hymn by the Latin composer Fortunatus. It's in your bulletin. I just want to read the last two verses. Bend thy boughs, O tree of glory. Thy relaxing sinews bend, for a while the ancient rigor that thy birth bestowed suspends. And the king of heavenly beauty gently on thine arms extend. Praise and honor to the Father. Praise and honor to the Son. Praise and honor to the Spirit, ever three and ever one, one in might, one in glory, while eternal ages run. <laughs> 